0: For tuning in to another episode of the music in our world podcast um, today I had the privilege to hang out with my friend Bradley for you um, you probably know him if you have ever seen any of my posts from the band zero detail he is uh, he's lead singer and we've convinced him to, to bring a saxophone to most of our gigs now um, so he's he's Lead vocals and, and does a, uh, a pretty significant portion of the songwriting, uh, especially for this for our newest record. Um, so it's it's super exciting to have him on. Uh, we're we're actually getting up getting uh, ready to go on tour. For zero detail. We're gonna we're gonna hit a few big cities in Texas and just have a good time. Uh, so check out the tour dates there. Um, but Bradley's a, a super, super insightful dude. It, it gets, uh, you know, it gets existential. Um, and we talk a little bit about gear. So for those of you who, he, Bradley also plays guitar in a uh, a band, a super, super talented band called um, Rogues Among Us, um, also from Houston. So check out for sure. Check out Zero Detail and Bradley's work in uh, Rogues Among Us, where he's a uh, plays guitar and. Again, writes, writes a bunch of the songs and uh, saxophone occasionally. I don't, know if the, I don't know if Rogues has talked him into playing sax yet, but um, two very, very different sounds uh, and it's, it's really cool to see somebody who can exist meaningfully in, uh, in two completely different types of, of bands with two completely different types of people. So um, I, I had a, a super fun time. Bradley's a, a little bit more even keel. Than, than I am, so uh, you can kind of tell I'm, I bring a lot of energy most of the time, and Bradley's very kind of soft-spoken and um, just super thoughtful with everything he says, so uh, I, hope you, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Word. What
1: up? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know we had started. Started. I heard you snap, but I, I don't know. Whoops.
0: <laughs> no, the the snap is just because I'm testing stuff.
1: I still. That's what. Yeah.
0: So, buddy. Uh, so what? What's what's going on? What's going on, Bradley?
1: Not much. <laughs> I'm doing this little podcast thing here in a bit. <laughs> so I got, my, I got my ass out of bed today. <laughs> for that.
0: I haven't really yet. Um, I'm still in. Hi, James. Sort
1: mm-hmm.
0: of. Uh, <coughs> well, uh, if if you're if you're tuning in, welcome to the Music in Our World podcast. Um, I'm still John. I'm here with uh, Bradley. He's he's in some bands. Hello. <laughs> uh, Plays the student zero detail. He's also in um, Rogues Among Us. Recorded some good music. Um, just a good dude. Thought I'd have him on, talk about some music, see what's going on, see what the future holds.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what,
0: do you, what, do you, uh, what are you up to right now?
1: Uh, right now I'm trying to get, I'm a, I'm a music teacher outside of uh, the bands that I'm in. And so I'm just trying to drum up some business and uh, finishing up the album with Zero Detail, as you know. And then uh, also with Rogues, we just recorded as well. So uh, Steven over at AMR Studio is in Tulsa, or in Tulsa, he's, uh, he's mixing our shit and uh, he'll get it to us. And so I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of research right now um, about like marketing and branding and what, what to, how to promote your album. And I've been doing some, uh, I had a couple sit down meetings with uh, friends of mine that, that uh, seem like they have some success in that area. So I've just been trying to push, push things forward and get things rolling so we can get it out and get some ears on it.
0: Anything uh, particularly like, fascinating or anything that surprised you about like marketing a, a new record like that?
1: Yeah, I think it's like, you know, obviously I joined bands to, to be a musician and, and like to do the <clears> music side of stuff. And I've learned a ton uh, along the way about that stuff, which, you know, that's part of why I love music is, you know, it's always, there's always something new to learn, um, whether it's like your actual skill on an instrument or uh, developing your ears or whatever. Um, so marketing, uh, you know, it's totally not the artist side of things, but mm. it's, it's, interesting, it's interesting in a lot of the same ways. Uh, there's a lot of creative aspects to it that, uh, you know, it's just a different way of thinking. So it's pretty cool interesting for sure not my favorite thing to do but uh <laughs> but it's still it's still interesting like I said so can't hate it you know
0: do you do are you like um, a social media person do you do your, your like your own stuff or
1: I try um, <clears throat> a lot of what I'm having trouble with which I probably shouldn't talk about you know my flaws and stuff but that's all I really see so fuck it um, <clears throat> uh, the my Instagram page uh, right now I'm trying to you know I I just recently got like a a business account so I can see my my metrics and stuff Mm -hmm. so that's really interesting like seeing who's actually paying attention who you know what am I doing right what am I doing wrong on there you can see a lot of that and where people are that are watching my shit and uh, right now I'm trying to establish value for -hmm. other people because uh it's hard to think from someone else's perspective. What What do they want to see from me? You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to trying to. You know, obviously I want to be genuine, but I would like to, grow, the people that are, paying attention to what I'm doing, and so part of that's thinking about like, what can I put out? What What do I have, that uh, other people would find, interesting mm-hmm. and entertaining? You know, and uh, so that's that's difficult, but. Oh, okay. For sure, interesting,
0: especially if you do more than one thing, yeah. Like, I mean, I you know, I, I gig and I, I arrange and I compose and I teach, um, and I've run into that all the time. Like, well, what you know, are, they, are people going to want to see someone playing drums more than they're going to want to see somebody writing a percussion ensemble or somebody singing rather than arranging stand tunes for their marching band? Like, um, do I mean, have you have you thought to go at it from, like, teacher or guitar player or lead singer or whatever?
1: I have not. <clears throat> um, I don't really identify as one thing, so that's probably why I haven't even... I haven't even thought about that, to be honest. Hmm. Um, the teaching thing I stay away from because I don't want my students on there. Um, yeah. You know, like, I don't want to have a picture of me holding a beer and then my sixth grade students see that, you know. Yeah. Um, that doesn't feel like something that should happen. And there's also a lot of Fear from me about you know um, getting in trouble necessarily for something like that. So yeah, I try to stay away from that, but um, I that would be something to think about because I you know I don't feel like I'm really a singer or a saxophonist or guitar player at this point. You know, I kind of probably more of a a writer, mm-hmm. like a songwriter. Yeah. So I don't know how to to share that with people, I guess, you know? That's, that's an interesting point. And, and you know, like you, you were talking about each each thing. Well, I guess I don't feel like necessarily one role, except I guess maybe songwriter. I don't know, I don't know,
0: whatever. Well, it does, I mean, <clears throat> I think that even if you have an established brand or if you're working to establish one, um, I think it should always be sort of evolving you know, yeah, you might you might find a, a good stride as a as a songwriter, but then next year at this time it might be like, well, yeah, songwriters are cool, but you kind of have to be singing and playing your own stuff, or right, right. you got to be <clears throat> writing songs and creating beats or something, you know. Yeah. <coughs> so it's always I think that's one thing that's that's always should be evolving, and that's how the most successful people are relevant as they yeah, they
1: like Gwen Stefani is a great example of that, mm-hmm. you know, no doubt, and then she just. Reinvented herself, and she's still on top. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, you're right about Having to stay on your toes and keep changing and embracing the changes and all that stuff
0: That's that's the hardest part about it for me like because I'm not I feel like uh, social media is Like it's really necessary at this point, but when you know the Twitter and the Instagram and even um, you know, Facebook pages started to come into popularity, I never really looked at that stuff. Right, yeah. If I like if what I was doing to follow friends was texting my friends. Like <coughs> Right Oh cool, hey. you're on a trip, send me a photo.
1: Yeah. Very old school of you. <laughs> I know, and I, I've No, I'm the same way, I'm the same way.
0: It's it's I think I'm getting better at it just because I know from a business standpoint what I want to do as sort of a freelance person is it kind of requires that, yeah. Not not only to like produce it, but to sort of interact and, and be be visible. Um, and that's hard. I, I'm not a person who really likes to sort of take the spotlight and be like the center sort of attention.
1: Yes. Same. <coughs> Same. Definitely, I definitely identify with that.
0: That's
1: interesting. That. So
0: how did the. Uh, I think we there. I know we did a like a zero detail episode, but I'm curious how did how did they uh, talk you into being lead singer?
1: So, that's an interesting, I guess, story. Um, <clears throat> I was playing a show. Uh, Mark from Rogues Among Us. Mark. Mark. Uh, he and I would go around and do before Rogues Among Us. I had never played in front of people on guitar. Um, I did saxophone a lot. But uh, that was like classical saxophone and band, you know, um, not versus a band, um, which is very different. But uh, so I would play around town with Mark. And one of the places we played at was called Black Dog Records. And they did this really cool thing. I love beer. So I was super into it. Um, they, <clears throat> they did like a free beer Saturday and they invited you into the record shop. They had a couple live acts perform and you get free beer and uh, so it's just to encourage visibility on for them and uh, you know to support the live music scene in Houston and and kind of get music people in their doors you know Mm -hmm. so Mark and I did one show there where some of my friends showed up and uh, I had seen this this particular friend Taylor uh, playing guitar on snapchat I didn't even know he played guitar I've known him since uh, late high school maybe early college, um, so like 18 to 20, somewhere in there, um, so probably about maybe, yeah, so I, I'd known him for a while, let's just say that, <laughs> and uh, so he he was one of the people that ended up showing up, <clears throat> and he brought Matt and Alex, who are the bassists and guitarists uh, for Zero Detail, and they said that they were trying to start a band, or Taylor told me that they were trying to start a band, and they were looking for a vocalist, so Taylor's calling me right now. <laughs> Shit, that's crazy. Um, so they were they were trying to start a band, and and I, I initially volunteered um, because that role, the lead singer role, just just what we were talking about a second ago. Like we're not the center of attention, people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to push myself uh, to you know I think feeling uncomfortable is a really important part of um, I mean everything you do, growing, <clears throat> right? So. I tell my students that all the time so I took this this uh, opportunity to go like audition for them and uh, be the center of attention and and, uh, I still sometimes hate it on stage it's (laughs) it's really it's just not my you know I'm not comfortable being the focus of things and uh, I still have a lot of work to do in that front but that's why I joined the band is to to be pushed and uh, Ended up helping me in a lot of other ways too, um, the songwriting thing. I think uh, the first album was Zero Detail. I think you can even hear it on the album. Um, the The songwriting that I was doing was like not not great, and then I hit this one song called Bender's Agenda, and I really figured out like how it works, you know, how how to tell a story and and then write a a clean hook that's catchy, you know, and so. Um, a lot of what I did on that <clears throat> album is they'd like record parts and I'd chop them up, or they'd record a whole song and I'd chop it up and sometimes like delete big sections and then uh, write stuff over it because uh, I think there's a very distinct um, format to to a good almost any piece of art that takes place through time. Um, it happens with like the three fourths climax or the golden ratio or whatever you want to call it um, is around three-fourths uh there's either a climax or an anti-climax and and that's even like literature i I know most of uh the people listening if you're not familiar with the three-fourths climax think back to like elementary middle school like language arts uh there's like for a story you have the exposition the rising action climax falling action resolution Mm -hmm. right well that's that's set up in the three-fourths climax essentially and that climax you know um the third segment of that little graph is is where, you know, in a song the bridge would happen or mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Or maybe a, a musical breakdown if you're listening to something a little uh more intense than like pop. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get that, that's why I cut those tracks up and then that really helped me learn to to write, you know. Um so that's why I joined and that's where it took me. And I learned a lot of other stuff on the way, but yeah. <clears throat>
0: I mean, I I think it's, I think it's working out. I guess <laughs> people people like are, you know, like to come and see us. But just as from like a personal growth standpoint, uh, one of the things that I kind of learned as a teacher was, um, you can be good at something even if you're sort of not comfortable doing it. So, like you know, I was I was used to being like a marching band tech, and I would be in front of five or six people at a time, and then I would kind of go away, and, and the kids did their thing. But when I was you know a full-time like middle school and high school band director if I'm conducting a band first of all in everyday rehearsal I'm in front of now 40 people right and then if I'm at a concert and I'm announcing the concert mm. I'm in front of 40 people and then on the other side of me facing me are you know 100 people in the audience
1: yeah.
0: um, and so I, I thought about it and I was like well you know if I if I cave in front of the kids and show them that I'm kind of you know I'm nervous or I'm uncomfortable being the center of attention um, you know, they haven't developed those years of of performance practice, and they're just gonna they're gonna just gonna stop. They're gonna go like leave the stage yep. or start crying. So <clears throat> I kind of I I tried to sort of bring it together uh, for them, and I've I've been able to find um, you know since then, even as a as a drum set player, I know that if I'm on stage, um, even if it makes me uncomfortable, which a lot of times it it does a little bit, um, I'll be as emotive as I can be while I'm sitting down Mm -hmm. and you know I'll I'll throw in you know stick tricks or whatever that probably don't need to be there but for the person watching you know
1: it's more entertaining
0: yeah it's it's more of a show they're they're getting whatever they've invested into the night they're getting a little bit more out of it and it didn't cost me anything more than right trying to do a stick trick (laughs) or something
1: I think the thing that I forget when I'm up there you know because I I have a good ear you know a trained ear at least <clears throat> so I can hear all the notes that I'm fucking up, you know, yeah, so then when I'm in front of people it's I have this like negative mindset because musician right so yeah. I, uh, I focus on that instead of you know instead of remembering and, and uh, Realizing that you know, I don't buy a ticket to go see a live show and expect a perfect performance mm-hmm. you know um, I want to see a show and so that's something that uh, I forget on stage a lot not that not that our shows are bad I think there's 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 tons of people that come out and there's definitely engagement there and I think part of that's good songwriting and part of it is you know something that we're doing right in the performance right. aspect yeah. so it's not all bad it's all, not all doom and gloom but um, I'm just talking about my insecurities so you know that's how it be. <laughs> well, it's,
0: I think I mean I don't know anybody that would ever listen to this or anybody on the planet ever that couldn't relate to that in some way, right? Right. Um, and but it's good to, I mean, being part of a, being part of a good musical ensemble, I think, is is tricky in a couple of different ways. I mean, first of all, you have to, you have to like be working on something to to stay good, because getting good is whatever, but staying good and you know, being letting that be the default is, is hard. Right. And then also like if you know you're in a good band and you you have a bad night or you have a bad couple of songs um it's really hard to get back into that it's like well man well we're a good band and i just had a couple of bad sets so like yeah it yeah. can it can start this sort of snowball yeah yeah you No, know, I, I know i feel that way um you know, especially when we're, if we do something new i feel like man i should have just i should have practiced more i should have listened to this you know two more times on my on my drive or something yep yep <coughs>
1: Yeah, man. But I'm excited for a tour. That'll be fun. And uh, I think we'll learn a lot on tour because, you know, we'll be playing like almost every day. Mm. And uh, that's like we play typically once a week. Unless it's a show week, then we might play a couple times that week. But um, So I think having a show back to back to back to back, um, it's going to be great because you know... Even if you're in a bad mood or something goes wrong, you know you have a show, you know what's coming and you know you have to be on your game. And then, you know, if you do have a bad show, there's another night the next night to fix mistakes and and learn and I think it's it's going to be really fun, hopefully.
0: That's uh, my my mm-hmm. my experience with going on tours is very much that way, um especially if you you know, when I was doing tours with a country band, it was mm-hmm. like we drive six hours from home and then we're at our first show and then we play a show and then we wake up at four in the morning and drive eight more hours to the next leg like, of the tour and, and play another show and another bar. And um, It's, it's, I mean, it's physically pretty tricky just, especially if you're in like a cramped space or whatever. But um, the, the relaxing part about it is like, you kind of know, you know what the end of your day is going to bring. And especially like if you're, yeah. If you're in performance mode, like, having a completely clear schedule up to that point, other than, like, driving, you know, maybe food or whatever. Um, but that's 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 something that's hard to to relate to people that aren't, like, sort of professional musicians. Like, mm-hmm. um, people that kind of play at it for, for, like, a hobby kind of thing. Like, I mean, the other dudes in the band, they've got, like, day jobs and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. That's going to be, it's going to be, I think, a culture shock for them, but I think, um, I think we'll all kind of be able to take a, an easier breath about it. Yeah. Just get to chill and play music and have a good time. And,
1: and <clears throat> you know, I went on tour with Rogues, and that was kind of a disaster. And it was very much like your country band experience. There was these huge drives. But I think this tour, it's going to be in Texas, right? So Max will drive four hours in one day. That'd be super nice, mm-hmm. you know. I think that'll be really refreshing. We get we'll get time to like chill and rest before shows, and it should be really cool. Um, but I agree about the <clears throat> the you know what you were talking about culture shock mm-hmm. for them. But I think we're we're all going to experience some kind of uh, you know oh shit moments and yeah. uh, learning and growth and all that stuff, which is a whole fucking point. <laughs> So
0: I think so. That's yeah, the, the the band growing is is I mean, it's it's always nice to play shows, but I mean really we've we've played shows before, but that that growth just hasn't had time to set in, I think, um, Yeah. As much as it will in the next couple of weeks. What was what is it? Yeah, it's a month. You, month we'll, from we'll be
1: on tour in a month.
0: <clears throat> so when this comes out we'll, we may either already be on tour or uh, getting ready to, to, to load up and and head out but um, yeah um, as a as a sort of other or fellow creative person um, I'm always curious to, to hear people's uh, you know people's process and um, I just I just kind of uh, I recently recorded, and I think I will release like next week or, or something in the next couple of weeks. Um, like a little bit about my process, plus like actually like the gear that I use, just because That's I've cool. got some. i um, you know, I, I like the stuff. I like it. It contributes to my workflow in a positive way, knowing having, having stuff. I know how it works and can rely on it. But like, if you're gonna sit down and like write a song or or you know write a jam or something, what's what's your what's your process like?
1: Well, it depends, um, <clears throat> and it depends on a lot of things because. Uh, my process is, was different um, five years ago than it is now, you know? Um, a lot of the songs I wrote for Rogues, um, I, I wrote like four of the eight songs out, I think, like something like that, and uh, some of those I had flushed out into full songs, and then I brought to the band and we reworked them, like From Within is a good example of that. I had that totally done on my own, um, and it's pretty similar to the track that's out. <clears throat> but we went in there and we added some style choices we added this acoustic section we made some of the hits uh more interesting in time um less like generic stock mm-hmm. rhythms and, and more interesting and fun and i think we added like a five bar in there instead mm-hmm. of you know for like typically for anyone who's not a musician typically music on the radio is gonna be one, two, three, four. That's how you count it. Or one, two, three, one, two, three. But uh, this one, we added like a, a place where there was like five instead of four. <clears throat> but uh, and then, you know, songs like uh, "No Cause for Concern." Same, same deal. I wrote that out on my own totally. I even recorded it on my own, like a little bedroom demo, and uh, sent it to them. And then we kind of we did our own take on it. That one we didn't change as much. Um, and uh, I forgot the name of the other song, The Wolf, I think it's called. Mm. That one I wrote totally on my own, all the parts, and we just kind of played it as is, which is, I think, why we don't play at shows anymore. (laughs) Um, Because people don't feel like, you know, musicians don't feel like they're part of the track if they're not involved in the composition, at least in the band setting. Um, And then Zero Detail, my process was different for them. Like I said earlier, I, I would cut shit up and Figure out how to make the song flow, and then put lyrics on top of it. Um, and then uh, I started getting better at that and doing more uh, story stuff and imagery, um, and trying to be like bring bring the tracks kind of to life with with you know vivid imagery, um, which I'm still working on. You know, it's part of writing you, you mm-hmm. gotta, and everything else. You got to keep working and learning. Uh, and then, my own shit, <clears throat> now, um, I, I've i been learning cool progressions, and I, I really, it's you know, I, I love the guitar, so I've been learning new chords, jazzier stuff, because I really like the, the colors of the 7 and 9 chords, mm-hmm. um, and 6s too, mm-hmm. and so I'll, I'll learn, like, a progression, and then I will... Just keep playing with it, and sometimes I'll I'll come up with a hook um, over the progression, and sometimes I just come up with a hook on my own, and I'll like I'll record it on my phone, and then I'll try to find some chords that go under it really mm-hmm. well. Um, so that's how I've been writing my own stuff, which I'm actually going to record here soon, um, and try to get out soon. Yeah, sweet. A couple months maybe. We'll see yeah that's that's kind of my process it's all all over the a little bit all over the place, but you know like we were talking about, we grow and change so
0: well I think different different projects call for different that's true you know, different too timelines and everything like that Absolutely. Like if you're doing if you're doing solo stuff, you can kind of do it however you want like no one else is relying on you to yep provide something you're not necessarily waiting for anyone else's input and so I, I'm in, in my sort of in my compositions that you know aren't for a specific ensemble or if I'm just writing like a rock tune or whatever um, I'll get kind of experimental um, I'm, a, I'm a time signature person um, I also I'm, I'm all about like extended harmony sevenths and ninths and
1: what would you say a time signature person is? Um,
0: like if if I write a, like a piece of music right now if I were to start it I would feel like I kind of left something out if there was fewer than five different unique time signatures. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it, there's, 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 there's ways to make it work. There's ways to be, I think, kind of hacky at it. Like, and that's the same with, any, with anything, like doing something just to say that you did it. Um, but I, it's, it's sort of a challenge to myself. It's like, well, if I went, okay, say I'm going to write 7 eight. I really want to make seven eight meaningful into what I'm doing so I'll think about it and it'll take me a while to get there and sometimes I will like uh, I can't make seven eight fit I'm gonna take it out or sometimes I'll get it and I'll be like oh it's two plus two plus three which is four plus three which is 43 I don't you know there's ways to work it out like that right. this is what I'm doing in a, a percussion ensemble piece right, right. now um, but had I not sort of challenged myself to do that um, or had I not had I been operating with like more strict parameters I may not have been able to do that yeah um, which is you know different because if I am working on another set of parameters I want to max those parameters out yeah because yeah. those someone's like either paying me or someone's giving me a performance but um, yeah I, I think it's it I think your process definitely should change for diff- different circumstances <coughs> different um, mm-hmm. different projects and stuff yeah uh,
1: <coughs> the time signature thing the the new rogue stuff, um, we just, like I said earlier, we, we just recorded this uh, album, and <clears throat> I don't think I'm really supposed to say this publicly, but I don't give a fuck, um, <clears throat> it's a, cons- a concept album, and we've created this universe, um, I, won't, I won't tell you too much about it, because I think rogues would be uh, salty with me if I did, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> we've got this universe set up, and and we got four EPs planned, which is just a group of five tracks. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be five, but for us it's going to be five tracks. And each of the five track EPs are based on one person who lives in this universe, who exists in this universe uh, at this certain time, based on their story. And so um, this last project that we just finished up, uh, it's going to sound fantastic. It really is. There's, There's a couple tunes. I actually did some like proper composition for that it was really cool Robert and I went in the studio in Tulsa with uh, Stephen AMR and uh, <clears> the <throat> track three we, we uh it's it's called the party um, the characters is at a party and there's like a, a huge shift in the character at that in that scene so it was a, it was a pretty pivotal track and we also wanted it to be more accessible to mm-hmm. other uh, people than, than our current market right mm-hmm. so we're we're balancing like writing for other people because that's kind of like selling out, um, which I don't really believe in that term because the minute you sell anything, you've sold out, right? But yeah. uh, right, the minute you change any decision based on a sale, you've sold out, which I think is a silly concept, but it, yeah, I, I digress. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I did some composition for that, it was really cool. We, we uh, I laid it, I improved this sax section, and uh, then Robert had this little funky bap, 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 doo, doot, under it on the guitar. And so I learned that guitar part, and I learned my sax line on the guitar. I put it all in MIDI, and then I wrote some horn parts out for it based on like the intervals that were happening and the chords that were happening. So that was pretty fun. But back to the time signature thing, but the the next album, or the next EP we're doing, um, since it's a character story, right, We're we're following this character and, and different things happen. And I think there are a lot of, like, Tools Mm -hmm. that have connotation in music like uh, we were talking last rehearsal about a church organ. Yeah, you know There is a connotation for that sound Um, If you hear a a fucking pipe organ you think of the fucking Catholic Catholic Church Probably and if it's not like a pipe organ maybe maybe a jazzier tone you think of like a like a I don't know like a a Southern Church, you know, yeah, Um, so I think there's a connotation for a lot of things and you know music theory, like descending chromatic bass line, do 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 like that sounds ominous, right? Mm-hmm. That's a connotation. Like we, we have learned that that sounds ominous because it's it's a tool that's been used so many times mm-hmm. that it now has a, a musical connotation. And so using tools like that and like time signatures, that's how I'm relating this. Um, is is a really interesting part of what the writing process is going to be like for the next EP. Um, Following these characters' stories, brainstorming different time signatures and, and musical tools that have their own connotation, in order to better paint this picture of the scene, what's happening for the character, either in that moment or in the series of moments that follows you know, what's the, what the character is doing through that you know, span of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. But I definitely identify with the using time signatures to elicit you know, different. Goals, I guess, or, or you know, you have a goal with a, a musical choice. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Uh, sort of going into the that's the the composition side of things, um, but I also um, you're not even talking about process, but I, I consider a lot like what are my what are my goals, um, and that's something that like all of my all of my music teachers have asked me. Uh, about my composition well what is your goal for this you know for this piece what is if you're arranging something what is your goal and a lot of times it's really clear um, if there's you know the parameters like if I'm arranging a stand tune my goal is every section will sound good in on their part it will sound like the original song that I'm doing and it will look really nice I have those things in mind so everything I do contributes to that. Um What I find interesting though is trying to find those goals for something that doesn't have sort of strict parameters. Um, You know, if I'm writing a percussion ensemble, for example, I might have a goal like, I want it to sound good and modern, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'll I'll look at that, I'll even write it down on the score and look back later and be like, oh, what did that even mean? Yeah. Um, (coughs) But, but that, that's, you know, I wonder too about, yeah, I, I. I would say that I dabble in songwriting, um, I feel like I'm more of a sort of instrumental composer or a vocal composer but not necessarily a, a songwriter, but do you have a, a, a consistent set of goals when you're writing a song or when you're writing a rock tune? Or-
1: <coughs> yeah, I do, <coughs> excuse me, um, one of my goals, uh, I think I've touched on this earlier, is, is to, you know if I'm if I'm telling a story about someone, you know? I'll try to bring it to life by using imagery. <clears throat> so, what is happening in that scene for that character? Um, things that you can touch, smell, see, or hear, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> using senses um, or tastes, whatever. Um, then I think being approachable to a listener, can I send a message that is uniquely mine <clears throat> and still have a way for other people to identify with that you know because at the end of the day that's that's what writing is we're communicating right <clears throat> so those are my two main goals I want to connect with people otherwise my shit is meaningless and I'm just playing with myself right <laughs> Yeah. and, and then uh, you know I want it I want it to really have an impact because you know I don't usually write a song just to write a song there's usually like something going on that really pushes that so uh that's yeah i guess i'm reiterating at this point but yeah those are my goals
0: oh, i've heard uh, especially about the songwriting thing um but in really any all forms of art um something i have to remo- remind myself of often is you it's been said i can't remember who the, the quote is attributed to but it's been said that um you kind of have to live a life worth writing about you know, you have to. Yeah. You have to live a life that's actually like inspiring to you, right? Because it's it's really hard to inspire someone else if you yourself are not um, inspired in that way. Sounds fair. Um, I've I've looked for. I feel like I've tried to be more open to inspiration in the last you know two or three months. Uh, I've just found myself kind of in a rut. Uh, but when I was you know I was driving through Virginia, I was like. And everything around here is just obscenely beautiful. (laughs) Um, And I found myself just like sticking my, at at stoplights, I'd stick my phone out the window and take a photo. And I don't do that here. I should. There's beautiful things here too. Um, But that got me thinking. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, I've got got all of this stuff. Like, I'm going to, one of my goals just is from from a personal standpoint, not even an artistic one, is to just be inspired more. let things around me mean more than they do. Like should
1: make that a bumper sticker. Be inspired.
0: Oh yeah! Like, oh, I could pretty sure that. it is. That's fine. That <laughs> was the joke. I'll put a link to it. I'll put a link to it in the blog post. And if it's not one, I will. I will make it because everyone say the same thing. Yeah, that's our, definitely
1: our sponsor is the bumper stick company. <laughs> <clears throat> oh god,
0: dude. sticker company. That'd be that'd be a cool sponsor. But uh no, that's. Uh, um, I found that and I didn't I didn't Sponsoring know Sponsoring that will stick
1: with you <laughs> Sorry It's pun time You didn't know what? We comp- <laughs> <laughs> um, We're having pun <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop uh,
0: Addicted to the shindig <laughs> um, I, I found myself sort of like getting out into nature more hmm. which I know that that feels like very cliche for Someone who has the means to just walk around in nature, um, but I, I mean, there's something to that. I used to, I used to think, oh, that's so cliche. There's probably not anything really there to it. But I walked outside and was like, huh. There's all these different smells, and I just sat there, just like smelling what was in the air for like ten minutes before I realized, <coughs> oh, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still standing on my driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if I tried that three months ago, I would have just sat there and be like, it smells like dogs, and dogs are stupid, and I hate everything. Um, but, you know, I've, I've sort of tried to be more open to that. But um, do, you, do you have anything that's, that you find inspiring consistently?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, well, I recently went to Taiwan, so mm-hmm. I, I absolutely identify with what you're saying. Um, we did a lot of outdoor stuff there. uh, Because that's kind of my roots Is just being outside And you know I know everyone's into video games nowadays But like my mom was always like Get the fuck outside Like stop (laughs) wasting your life away You know That's how she viewed video games And I kind of agree with her to a point But uh, So You know we'd always be outside And Mm. when when we do like family trips It'd always be somewhere beautiful Not like um, You know I don't know what an example is, but we'd always go to like mm. Colorado or yeah. something just nice and scenic. Um, we do like outdoor stuff, like camping or, or you know um, hiking um, stuff, stuff like that outdoors. <laughs> so Taiwan, we did the same type of stuff, and it was just beautiful. And <clears throat> I was, you know, we recently for for the for the listeners, uh, John and I. Recently like we're at some pretty We were at all-time lows. Yeah. I think I would say yeah. uh, at, at the same time um, <clears throat> And so something that helped pull me out of mine was that trip to Taiwan because I was using my fucking brain mm-hmm. and I was Paying attention to my senses like you were talking about on your driveway, you know The air smells different everything mm-hmm. feels different looks different is different and and that helped me a lot Um, and it it helped me be in tune with the fact that I I love being outside and Mm -hmm. and, and like thinking about the geology of the fucking island you know because it's different than there's mountains in Taiwan if you didn't know that and there's mountains in Colorado but it's totally different because the mountains in Colorado you look through a valley to see if it's like a glacial valley or a volcanic valley, valley so tectonic and you know the the slope of the mountains can tell you that if it's like a U, that's a glacial cut Because the, the ice melting and then freezing and melting and freezing carves a path through the mountains And if it's like a volcanic, then the, the mountain, the valley will be a V Or tectonic, the valley will be a V And in and, and Taiwan, they were all fucking Vs So it was just totally different and mm-hmm. the, the beaches were different they were, they were rocks I've never been to a rock beach, you know hmm. And uh, <clears throat> yeah well, I remember sitting on like the shore listening to the waves and it was just like you hear the wave sound but then the way they hit the rocks all the rocks hit each other and it's just a different clack sound and it was just really peaceful mm-hmm. and, and different so I'm definitely inspired by nature too but a lot of my tunes are inspired by intense dark feelings mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I'm sure you can identify that with that as well yeah and uh, so those those are yeah I guess I guess those are two things that inspire me I'm not sure that nature really inspires me to write music but it inspires me in another way and then uh, mostly feelings you know if I'm feeling some kind of way that's what inspires me when I'm trying to tell a story in a song whether it's someone else's like a different character than myself Mm -hmm. whether I see that character as myself when I'm writing about it and then just make it another character so that I don't have to like have any stigmas attached to me (laughs) like yeah uh, or or what have you? It you know it's it's all about painting a picture with your words and and melodies. So that's uh, yeah.
0: That's I think I mean finding finding inspiration. I don't think necessarily has to directly influence or create art, but I think it can it helps yeah. at least in a secondary. Thing.
1: I, I agree because you know if you feel different, you write different. Yeah. so Inspiration is inspiration. Doesn't really. I think it's all big Venn diagram. Not like. You know, just because I'm inspired by nature doesn't necessarily mean I write about nature, but it probably impacts the way I write.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you do you find the I'm I'm fairly certain I know the answer to this, but do you do you find especially when uh, when your music kind of your your feelings take you to a kind of darker place do you find that writing them out and creating a song from it um,
1: cathartic? I'm not sure Uh, I'm a little neurotic and uh, over analytical so whenever I write something whenever I do anything I have two voices in my head and one is like this is why I'm doing this and the other is like, is it really though? So I can't really be objective about that question. Like, Benner's Agenda is a song about this character who really doesn't feel like existing anymore and he's drinking and driving and he drives off a fucking, he drives off the road really fast and he's drinking. So he's just, he's ready to die in the song. And I've definitely felt like that a lot, but I don't know if I wrote that song and felt catharsis or mm-hmm. was looking for attention because those mm-hmm. are, you know, those are those are the, like, those two voices in my head. One's telling me, this is who I am. And then the other voice is telling me, wait, is it really? And so I don't have objectivity, really. Yeah. And, and I've kind of just had to accept that. I just don't. And I, I don't know. And I, I just don't pretend to know. Because I think a lot of people say, like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And they, like, puff themselves up or whatever about it they stand behind their little flag that they built but um I think that's a lot of shit I think we we're always growing so every experience I think changes you in a small way and you know we change over time and our motives and stuff change also and we're probably the same core people but I think uh it's hard to to really know what you're gonna do in a situation Mm -hmm. um in advance because I think we like to think better of ourselves than we really are and I just don't like to say This is this is why I did something or This is who I am because I don't think I'm really aware of it. Hmm. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah Well, there's I think anybody who's ever pondered just sort of the nature of existence there's a sort of suspension of disbelief because for if if you if let let's say you're considering existence and that there's you know there's other planets or other galaxies or other universes or whatever you realize you can develop this sort of sense of insignificance but then if you try to live your daily life in that same mindset you just you, you wouldn't be able to complete an entire day so you have to be like okay I, I, maybe in the grand scheme of things if I zoom out 15 times. I, I may be insignificant. I may be fleeting or whatever. But in day-to-day life, you have to, I think, you have to get through the day. And I think to, to, to accomplish any goals, you have to be like, okay, I'm, I'm good enough to accomplish this goal. I matter enough to at least attempt this task. Um, or what, what's, what's helped to me, because I consider existential things a lot, uh what helps me is well, well there's there's people that know me that whether or not I even speak to them today they want they want me to feel important and that makes them feel better so i will i will try to force my way into that even when i'm like uh the universe
1: yeah i i actually <clears throat> i think i can recite this song it was super meaningful to me for a long time um i don't remember what it's called but it's by This artist called Tom Scott from New Zealand Um, he's kind of a rapper Um, he's in a couple groups I think homebrew or homebrew crew is the the person or the the group that wrote this one Um, he's also in at peace they're fantastic they're kind of like prog rap Hmm. they have like a lot of jazzy uh, samples I guess or or musicality and then uh, it's like rap, and he's, he's a great storyteller, um, in my opinion. So it's like, a, if there isn't even a reason for being born, then life's more even more important than it seemed before. So like, the insignificance that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, I think can give you significance because like, I don't know, just I just, I like that lyric. It meant a lot to me, maybe it's yeah. bullshit, but I think it's healthy to have both perspectives
0: yeah for sure Yeah. well and that's I don't know It's. I think it's good to to, to sort of question those things question existence um, but if you're going to do that if you're going to put yourself in that sort of if you feel that moral obligation to question existence you should also feel morally obligated to serve whatever you, your opinion of yourself is and serve the others around you by still trying to uh, you know Live your best life or serve others or uh, not let not let like the nihilistic idea guide everything. I, I consider myself yeah. a bit of a nihilist. But in so much as, you know, what I, what a lot of times shakes me out is there's five stupid dogs that I live with. <laughs> and I look down at this dog and think, man, the world is just such a garbage place. And then um, I have a Pomeranian and he'll spin around three times. And I'll like... But who cares there's there's a fluffy dog here and the only thing he knows is he's standing in front of me because he wants me to throw him at a couch or whatever i don't, I don't know <laughs> dogs want. Uh, but that that's one of those things that a lot of times will sort of bring me out or you know a, a, a cat knocking something off the table i'm like well yeah there's existential things to be concerned about but also there's a cat in front of me trying to kill me or destroy my thing so this Animals bring me back in, I guess, is, is the point of that. But. Yeah. <coughs> but I, I think it's important to question existence and why. Or why not? You know, because that's, an, that's another good question about um, the way things are, is why are, why are they not different? Why are they not this way? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so I... I'm always curious, especially with uh, guitar players, and it's taken a little bit of a different direction. Okay. Um, I am curious, do you have any uh, any gear that you're particularly proud of that you use? Like a guitar, or a, an amp, or a set of pedals, or anything?
1: Well, I, I wouldn't... As a semantic, I guess, discrepancy, but I wouldn't say I'm proud of, of anything that I have, but... Mm. Uh, I am fond of some of the gear that I have. Yeah. You know, um, I use a Fender Hot Rod Deluxe Amp. Um, I really like the tone. It's something I'm probably gonna change out pretty soon. Uh, I've had it for like forever and I've never changed the tubes in it. And there's this humming. Hmm. Maybe it needs to change the tubes or maybe it just, <laughs> maybe it just has a hum, but uh, I probably need to get rid of that. Some of my pedals I fucking love. Um, I got the Rainbow Machine by Earthquaker Devices, and that is a noise maker. It's like some alien shit. I love it. (laughs) I got the MXR Carbon Copy Delay Pedal, and that thing is super fun, too. Um, I use the shit out of that. And I recently bought my first uh, new guitar. I, I have bought a guitar before, but it was like I got a third of the price I got it for a third of the price because it was like my friend's used guitar, you know. Mm. Um, I love that thing. It's like a semi-hollow body Schechter. Plays great, sounds great, um, has a little bit of trouble cutting through the mix because it's a semi-hollow, so I upgraded and I got a PRS. It's my first PRS. Oh, I know. And it's got a coil tap, so you can, if if you don't know what that means, it's basically one of the volume knobs on the guitar. Uh, The guitar... You play the strings, and then the pickups like sense the vibrations, and then they change that into um, a signal, and that signal goes through your amp, and the amp amplifies the signal and projects it. So uh, the pickups, there's several different kinds. It's it's kind of like microphones. You know, everybody likes a different thing. And there's different brands that people like, and, and all that shit. So this one is a uh, a single coil which which usually it's a brighter thinner tone to me um, pretty crispy great for really clean stuff um, and cutting through a mix and then the other one is a it's either a double coil or a humbucker I'm not even sure if I know the fucking difference of that if, if that is different I'm not sure but um, it's probably a double coil because when you pull the coil tap it changes the double into a single so the double is beefier I like that better because it's it's like there's more low end mm-hmm. and less bright high tones. Um, so the coil tap's really cool because I can change it to like uh, this kind of jazzy beefy tone to uh, kind of a really thin clean or a piercing uh, if I have distortion on a piercing like lead tone. And then I have this fuzz pedal that I really like as well. That's a <clears throat> Zvex Fuzz Factory. And uh, that thing is mean. <coughs> One little tweak of the knob and it changes the whole thing. It's crazy. There's like six knobs, I think. So you change a little bit and it changes your tone a lot. And uh, I like that thing. So it's the, the downside is that you have to fucking know it to get the tones you want. But yeah. uh, the upside is that there's a lot of different settings you can get out of it. So that's my gear that I am really fond of right now. And then I also have a an old acoustic guitar that's a piece of shit but I, I love that thing um, <laughs> you know just a great guitar to I bought it to you know go camping and yeah, fucking it gets beat up or dirty and I don't care So yeah it's cool it's just been with me a long time so I love it and then uh, I have some saxophones too <clears throat> I have uh, my series 2 Selmer that's my that's my little baby and then uh, my dad's Mark 6 which is pretty valuable um, from what i understand and it's it's really beautiful cuz it's like this you know saxophones kind of a gold color well mm-hmm. this is almost brown it's like this wow. really dark color and uh, Mark 6s are revered for their like tone for some reason i don't know i don't play enough jazz to understand <laughs> but, uh, uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to get on there but that that saxophone's really cool i, I need to get it repaired david Shepard is a I want to go to, but I got to save up for that shit. David Shepard, I, I don't know if you know of him, but he's supposed to be, like, the deal for saxophone repair in Houston. Really? Yeah, Pluggy was always mentioning him. Oh, cool. That's, so, that's,
0: that's always good to, to keep in mind, because um, some of my... I wither sax students <coughs> at the place I teach. and um,
1: Yeah, and also, uh, if, if anyone is curious about, like, saxophone repair... You can follow David Shepherd on Instagram. I think his name is Horndoc, H-O-R-N-D-O-C, <laughs> um, and he has some really cool videos. He plays in some of them, and some of them are just photos of repair work that he's doing. It's I think it's interesting. I don't know, but I'm a nerd, so who knows? <laughs> <clears throat> I think it's worth checking out.
0: Well, um, I mean, if you, the way I look at it, if you're 55 minutes into a, just a music podcast with fair enough. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're probably nerdy enough to. <laughs> Look up David Shepard.
0: This is where all the nerd stuff happens. Oh yeah. Uh, so you normally at, at, um, the last couple of things I ask about are you, are you know gear and upcoming projects or where are you playing next and I will have those profusely documented um, <coughs> uh, just because you know we're in the same band I guess is yeah one of the big yeah. <laughs> um, well, what about, uh, you said you're So you you're trying to, uh, you're thinking about maybe releasing a, a solo project in the next couple months?
1: Well, I have some really high quality tracks um, in terms of songwriting. Like, I'm, I'm proud of them. Um, and I don't say that very often, so I think that means more. <clears throat> I think it means a lot. But I don't know. Uh, maybe it doesn't. But they're, they're just good songs. <clears throat> they're more approachable than Rogues' songs. Rogue's is kind of a, if, you've not, if you're not familiar with Rogue's, you should definitely check them out self-plug shameless i don't give a fuck um <laughs> I, but I they that, yeah. they are they're a good band <clears throat> excuse me they've got some good quality tracks they're a little bit nichey because they're psych rock so like kind of pink floyd kind of the mars volta coheed and cambria stuff like that um different time signatures uh not standard a b a b c a structure mm-hmm. you know verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus uh uh, just different, they're, they're a great band The, the vocalist is, is fantastic uh, Mark, again, Mark um, From Rogues Among Us And uh, he sounds kind of like Brandon Boyd from Incubus Mixed with Probably like uh, What's the dude's name from Coheed? Yeah, um, I can't think of the name Or, or the guy from The Deer Hunter um, He might sound like The guy from The Deer Hunter he re- They really like The Deer Hunter But <clears throat> What was I fucking talking about?
0: The new pro- the project, oh yeah, songs you were how they differ from how you were writing with drugs.
1: Oh yeah, so th- that's that's really uh thank you, that's that's really kind of proggy, a little bit nichey. They're they're fantastic, but you know, um, you can't expect every single person to like those. Uh, and then zero detail, uh, great image of of '90s rock. I think um, some great songs on there, and some of them are super approachable as well, but uh. Again, I think a little bit, uh, a little bit shy of pop, and then mm-hmm. uh, I think I think my tunes, my solo tunes, are too uh, like approachable. If that makes sense for for either band to pick them up, mm-hmm. so uh, that's why I'm doing them solo because uh, they're really approachable, and uh, I think they're good writing uh, on my part for the most part. Always, obviously, every project you have qualms with it but uh the instrumentation I haven't recorded them yet so that's that's the issue um right now I'm working on my voice <clears throat> I don't really know my voice that well cause I'm not a fucking singer so <laughs> I'm changing keys to try to find a better sound for my voice um and then I will record it as soon as I can and get it out there um but it's a pretty cool project I think uh, the instrumentation will be a little bit different a little bit of electronic a little bit of rock a little bit of jazz stuff and uh Definitely catchy and approachable stuff. Um, I've taken it actually to open mics and hmm. uh, people there like fucking sing with me. So it's <laughs> definitely not like uh, something that you can't get into. So I'm, I'm ex- that's why I'm excited about it. You know, it's like, I think it's pretty solid. Right on. Just got to get it out there now.
0: <clears throat> do you do, are you going to record like all of that and, and mix and, and master yourself? Or you- I,
1: I will probably do that myself for a little bit, um, just to have something for people to listen to. Yeah. I think uh at the risk of uh sounding like a total asshole, uh, I think money's important. <clears throat> and being in a band I've I've learned from these two bands that it's a fucking small business. Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you grow your small business? And I think the number one income from the music that we've we've uh created has not been album sales obviously since they're streaming services, but rather uh, shows. shows mm-hmm. is where you get money. you get money from the venue and you get money from merch. So I think that's that's where I want to go with it is mm-hmm. uh, uh, make make a little bit of money, start start playing shows and then uh, once I have income, then start doing more stuff like maybe hire some extra people to, to do it with me and I don't know if I even answer your question at this point. No, that's, uh, that's,
0: it's all just about the, the, the next project.
1: Yeah. So that, yeah, I guess that would be the, the the goal of the product would be to fucking grow. Yeah. Create something. Obviously these songs I think are good. I think that could grow. All my skills can get better. Once I start making money, I can start hiring people. Once I start hiring people, we can do bigger, badder shows. Uh, And that makes me versatile too, because I can do my own thing if Mm -hmm. I need to, or I can have other musicians. And uh, obviously merch and, and marketing and uh, videos and uh, all that shit. We, you know that has to you have to have income to do that. So mm-hmm. I think that's the. Obviously number one is always going to be the art, but <clears throat> after that you know money does matter because if you want your art to mean something, then it's going to cost you. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of tragic that way, that that that's the way the world seems to work, but. I mean, uh, that's how it is. So that's what my goals are, you know?
0: Yeah. It's good, good to know that and work against it and just be upset because you don't know why anything, why no one's watching or listening or whatever. Um, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited to, to hear, to hear the new stuff for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I will, uh, I will definitely sort of sing, uh, I just wanted to wanted to mention Stephen a little bit um, since we've recorded with him. Uh, he's been super super helpful with us, <coughs> um, and I I think he's you know he's definitely worth the worth worth what we're paying him for the work he does and the the patience that he's shown us. And you yeah, and no me. shit, <laughs> dude. Literally put us up in his in his crib, and he had a bunch of like smelly dudes just coming like bumming out in his studio. Um, but magic the dude's magic he really is sounds
1: good (laughs) I've learned learned a lot from being just in the same room with him like my ears have developed in a way that you know I went to music school because I wanted to get better as a musician and Mm -hmm. and my ears developed there but being in the studio with Steven it was a totally different way that my ears developed like uh, watching him do different effects and and how sounds look on a graph um, high ends and Low ends and whatever, where everything sits, and um, listening to a track and hearing if something has too much, you know, tail on the reverb, I think that's that's pretty easy. But like, an EQ issue versus a volume issue, <clears throat> apparently, like a lot of times when you don't hear enough of something, it's not a fucking volume issue, and that kind of blew my mind. But uh, I learned a, it's it's an EQ issue, it's not, it's not, it's in something else's way, it's not, it's not necessarily it's too soft it's just not bright enough or not beefy enough Mm -hmm. Um, and EQ helps shape that sound and put it in the right place in the stereo space uh, the audio like you know spectrum I don't know Mm. but so he's he's definitely worth following he has some cool vlog stuff Mm. have you seen that yeah it's pretty good and then uh, I mean he's just anything he puts out he, he makes a ton better so he's He's great to check out for sure. I think it's a uh, AMR Studio of Tulsa on Instagram. Yeah,
0: I'll right? I'll definitely find that link and put it on there. Um, just, just uh, we, we can both attest and, um, you know, I think even, you know, he did because he does recording and I think he he mixes stuff too and he's got a um, a good network of folks to, to do like you know post recording and other other post production things. Um, but I uh, just wanted wanted to mention him, and since we were talking a little bit about you know, producing projects and stuff, um, but so the the last thing I think it, I'm curious. I saw this about saw this on a, a Facebook post, and it's been a really really interesting thing uh, to me. Um, I'm I'm 30 now, which is not old necessarily, but I've been gigging. Professionally, I've been a professional musician since I graduated high school. 18, twelve years. Um, Enough time has passed to where I've started thinking about a question. And um, the question I saw was, um, "What advice would you give to yourself?" um, You know, as a 21-year-old or 20-year-old, or what? What advice would you give to um, someone else who's thinking about doing the freelancing thing, or? self-producing, or even <clears throat> someone trying to start a band?
1: Are you asking me? Yeah. <clears throat> um, who else would you be asking, I guess? <laughs> but, uh, no, I think I, think, uh, I, would, I would tell myself uh, no one gives a fuck. No one cares. So every excuse you make for yourself, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it when I have the money I'll do it X mm. that is an excuse <clears throat> and that is there is somebody else who is more talented than you and just better than you who's not making excuses and and there's there's even people that aren't better mm-hmm. that are making ex, that are not making excuses And that's why they're more successful. It's Mm because they're not fucking making excuses. They're getting their shit done. So I think I just tell myself to get off my ass and, you know, do what needs to be done. Um, I spend a lot of time analyzing instead of doing. Yeah. So uh, that's a fucking waste of time. Just do it, learn from it, move on. I think that's what I would tell myself.
0: I think that's important. That's super, super valuable. Um. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good place to close because that's, I took that advice because um, I, I, I was doing a podcast it's kind of a tricky schedule for, for any of you thinking of starting a podcast in, in particular because um, anything that involves other people's time like you should definitely treat that with reverence it's not something that you can go into half-assed um, but a week ago I was like okay Ask these people, find out when they're free, and get them to be where you are so that you can talk to them. Um, and I did that, and I, you know, you always kind of have to move stuff around for, for projects like this, but um, I, I think that's, it's, a, it's a, a good place to close, it's just a very, get off your ass, always. Be, yeah. be doing something, um, and be getting better at something. Oh,
1: and <clears throat> just do it. Lucky no, had know. it right. Learn the commercial. the... Shia the
0: Shy of the Shy of the Beef. Oh man. Just do it. Alright. Well, uh Bradley, thanks for, for coming to to hang out with me and talk Yeah. From.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna take a second to plug if you don't mind. Please. Uh, if any if anyone's still fucking listening <laughs> to us too, just and talk about our feelings. Um, <clears throat> make sure you follow our band Zero Detail. Uh, we have Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram is at Zero Detail Music, and that's also our website at Zero, De- or Zero Detail com Not at Zero Detail Music, but Zero Detail uh, If you're curious about Rogues tracks, uh, Rogues Among Us, at Rogues Among Us or Rogues Among Us.com, um, or you can Google us on. Rog- um, on Google <laughs> <clears> Rogues <throat> Among Us because I'm not sure it might be it might be Among Us, Music.com. But okay. <clears throat> and then my personal handle on Instagram is at Bradley FYOU as in F U. Sweet. Um, <laughs> at Bradley F U. So yeah, uh, if if anything we said holds water, check that shit out. Or don't.
0: <laughs> please please do. And and reach out to I'm I'm at Ornith Music on, on everything. Um, follow follow Bradley follow me follow both of our bands and if you if we release a song and you like it like fucking tell us like
1: oh <laughs> yeah and tell other people too yeah that's you know
0: that's, and if you it's same thing if you like this podcast if you think we brought up good ideas or you even if you just like yeah word I relate to that that helps that's really cool it's you know we reach someone
1: and, and it means a lot to us too <clears throat> or for the podcast for you, you know? yeah for sure Because we put work into our art, so it's nice to know that it's appreciated.
0: For sure. All right, well, uh, until next time, my name is John Patty, and y'all be good.
1: backwards for you.